0: Playing the ukulele badly because this podcast is self-produced Weird stuff has happened in the past and here I am to tell you about it I guess, yeah, I will, yeah Absurd Real History Hello and welcome to Absurd Real History The podcast where I find weird stories from the past that I think are cool And find cool people to tell them to this week, I am really excited to be joined by actress Laura O'Leary. Hey, Laura. Hey, Saoirse. Thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, of course. What do you think we're talking about?
1: I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, the episodes that I've listened to have ranged from Monopoly to the mm-hmm. Olympics, 1904 Olympics. Specifically, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I have no idea. We are going to be talking about the Bone
0: Wars. Oh, okay. Do you have any idea what that might be? The Bone Wars. Uh, Cavemen? Mm, No. Good (laughs) guess, though. I see where you're coming from. I like it.
1: Maybe something to do with dinosaurs? Yes. Yes. No way. Definitely. On the right track. Keep going. So it's people finding bones of dinosaurs and Uh there is a war happening. Pretty
0: spot on. Not a full-on war, but people finding dinosaur bones. Oh my god, that's so cool. And trying to one-up each other, paleontologists specifically. Okay, okay. Fighting over bones and
1: getting extremely petty about it all. Okay, so we've got a Ross Geller on our hands.
0: Yes, only there's two of them, two Ross Gellers.
1: That's going to be confusing. (laughs) Ross Keller one, Ross Keller two.
0: <laughs> well, thankfully they're both aren't called Ross. They have different names. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the Bone Wars relates to one of the most bitter rivalries in scientific history, put a black stain on paleontology for years to come. The scientific community were were so embarrassed.
1: Wow, black stains are always bad.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Worse some would say the worst stain. Well, no, maybe red red wine stains are pretty bad. Yeah, and blood. Yeah, blood's red. Red stains. Mm hmm. Or red stain. At least black, you can just dye all your clothes black.
1: Yeah, exactly. Whereas
0: if it's a red stain, you have to try and match that exact shade of red. So I would say red, it's a red stain is the worst yeah. kind of stain.
1: And especially if it was a blood stain, you would have to just use more of your blood, which is just a health <laughs> risk in general. So. Or someone else's blood, which would get I mean, you in legal trouble. Don't tie dye your shirts with your own blood (laughs) we would not recommend that psa psa
0: that was that's a lockdown one kind of thing not (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah this would have been in the late 19th century so the guts of where they say the proper bone wars took place was 1877 up into 1892 when one of them died so it had to take death for this thing to to properly end So this was between Atheniel Charles Marsh. Mm, This is very...
1: uh, That's a mouthful.
0: Yeah. And then Edward Drinker Cope. So he drinks to cope. He drinks to cope, (laughs) yes. I say he didn't get bullied for that in school. No, I mean, we can all relate to that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, So Marsh was born in 1931 and would go on to study at Yale thanks to his rich uncle, George Peabody. Have you ever heard of George Peabody? No.
1: It's
0: one of those ones where like, I know that name. He was basically one of the world's first rich philanthropists. You know, these like crazy rich people just like yeah. throwing money at things. So that's this guy's uncle, you know, fi- finding wings in, you know, various universities and whatnot. Wow. Marsh then went to tour Europe. Oh, okay. Mainly because... You know, America was still a very new country, at least the America we know it today, obviously won't go into the whole, it was a country before that because, you know, colonialism. Yeah. Uh, but paleontology wasn't really a field of study in America yet. So in order to study that fuller, he had to go to Germany and studied it there. Um, and while there, he met uh, Edward Drinker Cope, who was born in 1840 and was not as academically trained as Marsh, but learned a lot on the field, various, uh, visiting various museums. He came from a wealthy Quaker family in Philadelphia, and yeah, they met in Germany, and you know, a shared love of dinosaur bones, mm-hmm. and became friends because yeah, you know, dinosaur bones. Yeah, they seem to. Ha- yeah, and then when they returned to America the relationship started to become bitter. It's hard to know exactly when. Uh, They seemed to have conflicting personalities. Marsh was considered a bit more uh, like stern in a lot of ways than Cope. Cope was more gentlemanly, coming from a wealthy Quaker family, whereas uh, Marsh, you know, didn't necessarily come from a wealthy family himself. He just got all his money from this rich uncle.
1: Yeah. So
0: it was a wealthy family, but not in the old money and new money and it's interesting
1: that cope didn't get the academic training that marsh did like cope was more of a street philanthropist you know he found bones on the street maybe (laughs) (laughs) he was street smart them up
0: (laughs) marsh was more of an armchair paleontologist i said someone right (laughs) so he would prefer to have most of his Bones sent to him and studying them in his house whereas cope like as you said just picking them up on the street yeah their views on evolution also differed like so this is also around um the advent of evolution becoming a main theory mm-hmm. and they both believed in evolution but different types cope was a neo-lamarckian lamarckian lamarckian, there we Leon- go. lamarckian. Believing that traits are inherited due to something called embryonic timing and did not believe in natural selection. So basically parents passing on their traits to children more so than genetic mutations or the bet Yeah. Like you're just born with it. You're born with it, but it's, you know, is to do with, you know, your parents and stuff. It was kind of a, a more God friendly view of evolution in a way that a lot of religious scientists did because Remember, Cope was very much a Quaker. Mm -hmm. Whereas Marsh was one of the first American converts to Darwin's theory of evolution and would gather data. They actually both gathered data to help support Darwin's theory of evolution. Okay. What they did have in common is they're both really competitive and combative and petty. And mad into bones. Mad into bones. Paleontology was only in the past... From when they were working, it had only really been a thing. It was still a very new thing. Like America didn't have a paleontology study in their colleges. But you think about dinosaur bones is that, you know, they've always been there.
1: Yeah. It just took somebody to find them first and then realize, okay, we can like find more of these.
0: I think people were always finding them. It's just they didn't have the science type of brain to acknowledge what they were until around this period of time or shortly before this. So there's lots of theories about how this is where we get ideas of like mermaids or giants or... Um, various different weird mythological creatures from the past is it was people just finding these bones and being like, well, this must be a
1: giant. Yeah, yeah, they're making up a story, which is kind of cool. I mean, like, if you were to find a bone and have no scientific uh, information on the background of it, you could start to like make up your own theories of it. And you can see I mean, how I... that would like spread. <laughs> like, you yeah, tell your definitely. friend about it and they'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then they'd go on tell their friend, and there you go, there's your mythological creature. I
0: think also in America, there wasn't so much industrialization. There wasn't as much, there wasn't as a, a rich history of like digging stuff up from the ground. So you were able to find more bones. So whether there was more bones in Europe, they'd all kind of been destroyed in time over various different things. Mm. So America kind of became this rich place for, for finding dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, Cope was mainly based in Philadelphia, working with a Quaker school that he would go and study there. Marsh, again, with the help of good old George Peabody, would go on to teach at Yale and work with Yale and develop the paleontology department there in New Haven. Good, fair play to him. Yeah, His, George Peabody was basically like, where should I donate this money to? And uh, And Marsh was just like, give all loads of it to Yale, develop a natural selection department there and also make me the one of the heads of it. And that's what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> he just followed his, you know,
0: instructions. It's like such a mythological thing, just like having this ridiculously rich uncle that every now and again, you could just encourage to, you know, give drop like 2 million on something that would help you.
1: Yeah, because your uncle genuinely doesn't know where to put yeah. the money. Like he has too much money that he can. Hey, handle. Uncle
0: George, develop
1: a theater for me. You know it's just... <laughs> <laughs> and make me the director and uh, put me in the lead.
0: Yeah, make me <laughs> direct and star in my own plays and own the theater. <laughs> there, yeah, there was actually a really weird um English actor that I'm going to do an episode on if I could remember his name. Who did that? He would star and direct in his own plays and he would make sure that he was the best actor and he would not hire good actors.
1: <laughs> oh my God. So he would like purposely audition people and choose the, well, you know, not the bad ones, but maybe the average ones that he knew wouldn't like steal his limelight. Yeah, you're doing a really
0: good job there trying to be uh, polite to, to actors. It's a skill, <laughs> the lesser <you're> trained.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. They'll get there. So, yeah, so, as I was saying before, it's not exactly sure when the start of it was. They both say different starts of what properly did it, but there's loads of incidents that kind of fueled the fire. The first one, which I would say is pretty much the opening shot, although Marsh denies this is the opening shot. So when they were back home, they both had they both had money and they had hired people to look for for bones. And one thing that was quite common, because I was saying before, like America was just this treasure
1: trove of bones. Mm. So And was it only America or was there other countries? There was
0: other, I mean, they found dinosaurs all over. In America, it was just, it was very much a natural land. It hadn't been industrialized yet. So as they were industrializing it, they would just find these these bones, you know, they hadn't been tarnished by um, industrialization as much yeah. as say Europe or, or other places. Yeah, that makes sense. But then also, you know, it just so happened there was a lot of bones in that area of North America and North America in particular.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so Cope had this arrangement that he was pretty, pretty happy with. He had a mining crew in New Jersey, that were like mining for some sort of mineral. And whenever they found a bone or something. They would just ship it to him.
1: No way.
0: Yeah and it's just quite a quite a common thing. And he was working with another really well known paleontologist. Uh, Joseph Leedy. Who would have just been. Just a little bit before the, these guys time. Like a little bit older. He found like one of the first. Most complete dinosaurs ever. In America. Like a few. Like a couple of decades before this. So it was a very new. It's like as. He's considered like one of the main father, founding fathers of paleontology. So Cope was working with him. So he had like invited Marsh over to look at the mine, being like, this is great. These guys, they find these bones for me when they're doing their job and they send them to me and I give them a fee. It's working out great. We're getting loads of bones. Life is good. And then after that, yeah. And then after that, Marsh went to the miner's behind cope's back and offered them more money to send the bones to him
1: instead oh okay so he's yeah he's going behind his back there that's not nice of him but i can see why he would want to do that like he wants to be the main you know guy finding these bones yeah he doesn't want anybody stealing his limelight
0: yeah and i guess his idea was you know you can't own fossil site digs, you know, kind of the fossils belong to, to everyone. Yeah, you can't bagsy them. Yeah, so that's considered one of the opening shots. But again, Marsh doesn't really consider it that. I kind of do. I'm like, if if my friend did that to me, I would be a bit, you know, a bit weary. But they were still kind of friendly professionals. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of people, when they're talking about the Bone Wars, they talk about one of the key things that really sparked the kind of rivalry between the two was a few months after that so this is in like the same year like all this actually happens quite quickly cope uh was rushing together to describe the elasmosaurus which is a kind of type of reptile turtle lizard water dinosaur thing
1: wow so a hybrid
0: (laughs) yeah i mean i I don't think what i said is the correct terminology but i'm trying to give you a a picture (laughs) in your mind Yes. Yeah. So when I say a lot of the time, when they're talking about the dinosaurs, they don't say "discover." You know, I discovered this dinosaur. They use the word "describe" because it wasn't about you know finding these dinosaurs, these dinosaur bones first. It was a matter of putting it together and describing what the dinosaur actually was in a journal sketch or putting it together in a kind of a putting like you know in museums you kind of put put them together like puzzle pieces. Because most yeah. of the time they're only finding fragments of dinosaurs and, you know, there's a lot of mistakes that would have been made, you know, you'd understand because they're kind of just
1: yeah. tr- trying so to put if puzzles. if you like one elbow, you might be like, oh, that might match the arm that I have back in the office. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So the Elaspasaurus, he made the mistake and thought that the creature's long neck, because they have really long necks. Um, one of those long-necked dinosaur things. He cool. thought that was its tail and he put the head off the tip of the tail instead of oh. the tip of the neck. Because um, that's what I, you could kind of understand his thinking because most modern lizards have long tails.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, that sounds like an easy mistake to make.
0: Yeah. So in 1869, he published a publication... And it included a drawing of the creature, scientific drawing, but obviously it was arse backwards.
1: Literally. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Mr. Potato Head gone wrong. Exactly. Yeah,
0: it was the wrong end of the spine, basically, was the the, the head. Marsh pointed out that he thought the neck didn't look right, which, which again, as I was saying before, this really, you know, this happened all the time in this kind of period mm-hmm. of time. Our boy Joseph Leedy he studied the bones and confirmed it was indeed the mistake. And not only that, but it was our ar- backwards. And he published a pamphlet correcting this. And Cope's ego was just really upset. He was like, oh no, we're all embarrassed. Oh no. Yeah. He's
1: pointing out his mistakes.
0: Yeah. But- he rushed out to like buy all the publications of his mistake to try and cover it up. Kind of like how in any classic movie or sitcom
1: when there's like no. a tabloid image. Oh my God, I was only watching Hitch last week and Kevin James goes crazy and like buys all of them at the newsstand in New York, like buying like 50 of them because I think he was like seen on a night out with this uh, A-list celebrity. And it's like, yeah, I mean, once it's been sold at the newspaper stand, don't try buy them all. That's not going to rectify the situation. You're just wasting your money. Yeah. Just But you that, know. I. It's a, you know, it's a. In when you're in the moment, you think that that's gonna fix it. <laughs> that's
0: what cope did anyway.
1: Yeah, to cope.
0: Well, yeah, cope did to cope. He he got he <laughs> he got his own. So this was cope who did the mis- mistake. His ego was bad and yeah. He, yeah. shattered. Um, Marsh. Well, qu- according to sources, Marsh was like, "I just pointed it out," and his fragile ego couldn't take it. But I don't think that's necessarily true. And given by a lot of accounts, he was very he very much rubbed this mistake in his face, a kind of like, uh, idiot. Like and would constantly yeah. bring it up, like, oh, but remember you put the head on the tail because you're an yeah.
1: idiot. Constantly. So if this happened today, he would be making memes about him.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's a really good analogy. If you pick if these two existed in modern days, it would be people would follow them because they're really interested in dinosaurs. But yeah. then would get annoyed because it would just be a slander page for the other person.
1: Literally. Yeah. I mean, if you did something like that today, yeah, there'd be memes made about you in like a millisecond. People are fast these days.
0: Yeah. So after that, that's when things started to grow really petty between them. They kind of tried to say kind of civil, but now it was kind of like they didn't like each other now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the war had begun.
0: Yeah, well, the war is, the Bone Wars are said to begin in 1977, um, because one thing that was happening there is they started fighting over the same dig sites, and this is a time where they were, op- it was the Wild West was beginning to be opened up, so they were building railroads across, and like America was slowly going across that way, and with that, the people building the railroads, you know what they found? What? a shit ton of dinosaur bones oh shit uh the wild uh, like it was the wild west as well so you know there's you know still you know warring native tribes kind of getting pissed off that you know people were building railroads through their territory as before yeah. it was just like the occasional wagon going through or something
1: you know <laughs> like that
0: so it was proper like we think of the wild west cowboys but also dinosaur dig sites and yeah it's a same period of time and also because a lot of the west of america it was very dry the land mm. would have been quite dry and just perfect for preserving dinosaur bones
1: yeah definitely because a lot of that land would have been yeah untouched and dry
0: exactly so marsh was still working from yale i managed to get out there first kind of thinking like i got here first so you know because the people building Mm -hmm. the railroads contacted both of them um oh yeah so it was a race so he thought he had dibs on it because he got there first cope one thing that interesting that he did because he wasn't working from a big fancy university he had sold his family farm you know from his rich quaker family so mm. he was able to build his own fossil collection, just kind of rare for the time. Even mm-hmm. now, that's kind of rare. You know, people are working with museums or college. You wouldn't have people with, like, this is my, the, this is mine. That's my dinosaur <laughs> head. Yeah. Whoa, fair play to him. So, yeah. Prospectors searching for gold would constantly call them up. They would call up both of them to see which one had the better price because they knew they hated each other. These were like the two, the two heads. If you mm-hmm. found a dinosaur bone in America, you would call Cope or you would call Marsh.
1: Yeah. Those are your two guys. These... It's quite a small industry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean
0: it's it was relatively new. Yeah. I also think it's funny that like these people were just happy to be like, oh sure, you want this dinosaur bone. Whereas now, like if if I found like a triceratops head that would probably be worth more money than like a little nugget
1: of gold (laughs) yeah 100% I know in Animal Crossing um, that's the only time I've found fossils and I would always be so delighted because once you waddled over to the museum and showed it to them they were always so impressed and they gave you a a good amount of money didn't they
0: I know I've been playing the new Animal Crossing they don't give you money they give you nothing you
1: can sell them Excuse me? you get
0: a lot of money for selling them if you ha- if it doesn't already belong to the museum
1: oh yeah that's it you donate it to the museum but then if you go up to tom nuke he yeah. will buy it from you yeah
0: or that's you can it. just put it in your house and be like oh, look at me and the happy home academy are real impressed that you have a <laughs> that you have expensive things in your house look if it matches your aesthetic of your house then go for it Yeah, that's when I decided I completed Animal Crossing and I put the game down, was when I finished the Foster Museum, because I was like, you know what, how did I do this? I'm done. (laughs) No way. You filled the museum. Yeah, the Foster Museum. I played the DS, the first DS one, not the New Leaf, the other one, and that was what I would do. I would turn on the game. I would... Dig all the fossils up and then do little bits and bobs. That was always my my goal whenever I played Animal Crossing. Was I dig up fossils because I just yeah, it was the most fun, and that's what I did when I got the new Animal Crossing. But for and it filled the museum relatively quickly, which I never finished in the DS. I never finished the museum in the DS one. Yeah, but I finished like finished it in Animal Crossing, and I was like, this should not have happened. Like only after a couple of months of playing too. So. That's when I... And then I got bored because I would turn on the game. the first one. Yeah, I would turn on the game and I'd be like, I have no purpose. (laughs) (laughs) I have no purpose anymore. (laughs) (laughs) The dinosaurs are full. I don't (laughs) want to be looking for fish or bugs. Shaking the trees. Bullshit. Really, there was a dinosaur rush in the Animal Crossing world, the amount that they were finding.
1: Yeah. Oh, there always was. Yeah, there was always one to be found. If there was... I wonder if you had two people on the
0: same island would they rush to I'm just trying to vision would there be another dinosaur wars in Animal Crossing
1: mm-hmm, yeah I could see that happening who knows
0: but yeah they're worth a lot of money but back then you know these were people that were they were just trying to build a railway track or they were just trying to build houses and they just kept finding these weird things and they're like well these these guys over here will give me a shit ton of money for them so here you yeah. go Here you go. So there's one side in particular that was rich with bones. Like, they were even protruding out of the ground. Some of them, like, looked like rocks and stuff. In Wyoming, Como Bluff. Both sides, sides, because Cope and Marsh weren't even there most of the time. They were just hiring people to do all their dirty work for them. Mm -hmm.
1: They were just working from home.
0: (laughs) Mainly working from home. Marsh more than Cope. Yeah. And it was here... In 1977, where the Bone Wars are said to have started, because this is where they both, the the deeds got quite nefarious. There's reports of hiring spies to go to the other side's team to see what they were doing, Um, theft, including fossils, so like stealing tools, stealing fossils from the other side's dig sites. Um, It's
1: getting really petty.
0: Yeah, there's even one report of like a proper rock fight breaking out, like people just picking up rocks and throwing them at the other side. Oh my god! You know, um, it reminds me of. Uh, uh, so I I grew up in Dunleary and Dunleary has like four yacht clubs all along the the seafront. Oh wow! And they're all they're all they're all fancy, but they go up in fanciness um, as you go <laughs> up to Laoghaire. So you have like the National Yacht Club, which is like, I guess more like middle class people if they were sailing would go sailing there. The George is kind of more upper middle class to middle class. And then the Royal Irish is like, really like rich upper class, you know? Yeah. Um, But the sailing schools in the summer between like the George and the National, I think it was, they just hated each other and like throw eggs at each other when they, and stuff when they went to Stocky Islands. And I'm like, lads, you're both just from private (laughs) schools going sailing. Like
1: you're the same breed. (laughs) Why are you throwing stuff at each other? oh my god yeah you're basically on the same team like <laughs> it's like in Save by the bell when bayside were against another school was it varsity or
0: i don't know i feel like varsity is always the name of the other school so that might yeah i don't know but then again it.
1: they were like literally the exact same people i think they were more like californian like blonde a bit more I don't know airheads <laughs> like so they weren't exactly the same but yeah they love to hate them Version, they were a version yeah. of them yeah so that's
0: that kind of image I get of just like I mean obviously they weren't work like they weren't work they were workers they were hired Or a lot of them, you know, I know Marsh got like Yale students doing stuff as well. But in my head, it's just like a bunch of kids at summer camp that are like just throwing rocks at each
1: other. Yeah. Or like building igloos when it snows one day and then you're trying to, you know, beat down the other team's igloo. I don't think there's any igloos though in uh, the wild west of America. No, no, there wouldn't have been. But maybe if the beast from the east comes this week, then we could reenact an igloo fight.
0: And it, yeah, I'm I'm buzzing. I'm buzzing. I just want snow. <laughs> me too. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they were constantly bribing people who worked on the other side, being like, how much is he paying you? I'll pay you more if you join me. Wow. And here's where things are really petty. They even destroyed fossils to stop the other person getting their hands on them. Oh. Now, this, this fact in particular, the next one, is the reason what i first heard and what got me to research and do this episode uh was that that they would dynamite their own dig sites when they were done with it to make to stop the other side from going through and get, finding their own like finding more bones or remains that they had missed or that they you know didn't have enough room for or that was just too hard for them to get out
1: oh my god so they would like take all the fossils that they found put them in the bag, and
0: then throw a dynamite.
1: Yeah. Move on. Yeah. Um, Now, the dynamite,
0: there's reports of that, but that one is reached with a bit of skepticism. Largely to do with the fact that these guys hated each other, so there's a high likelihood that they exaggerated the stories that the other side was doing to make the other side look bad. Mm -hmm. But they definitely destroyed fossils. Now, whether they dynamited their own dig sites, which is a great image, which yeah. they might have done. You know, I don't want to, there's, you know, that's not, I've heard some sources doubt that, but a lot of sources do say it, but, you know, I'm just saying that it's still a great image. It's
1: a cool image to have. Yeah. They
0: did destroy fossils though, if they were leaving them, because there were so many, they couldn't take all of them. So if there was stuff that they didn't need, or was like the same as something that they already had, they would be like, break them. Don't let Cope get his hands on them. Don't yeah. let Marsh get his hands on them. Mm-hmm it got so bad between them that remember joseph lady who i mentioned earlier
1: Mm -hmm. he just
0: out and out was like right i'm not getting involved in paleontology he left the field of paleontology no way yeah yeah, and he focused on uh different things he originally came from medicine but he focused on like i think smaller mammals i'm not entirely sure what he did but he he stopped being a paleontologist he moved away from the field and many others did the same they were like you have Paleontology, you've ruined the field. It's just become this bitter rivalry. I am out, which I kind of respect. Yeah.
1: yeah, definitely. And I mean, he did something really good. Like, he made a name for himself because he found the most complete dinosaurs. So, the, yeah. The
0: thing is, though, I mean, this is with history. History always remembers the, the scandalous. Joseph Leedy is kind of forgotten about in history because of these two. <gasps> you know, it's always about Marsh and Cope.
1: Yeah. God damn. Whereas he
0: just bowed out. He was like, good day to you, sir. I am not getting involved in this. I'm
1: tapping out. I'm tapping out. gone too
0: far. And a lot of people that worked
1: for them did the same as well. They were like, right, lads? uh, See ya. It's like those two drunk lads in a bar that like start fighting and you're like, oh, this is a bit of crack. And then like, I don't know, somebody gets hurt badly and you're like, ah, I think we should move on. (laughs) Uh, yeah,
0: <laughs> I think that's call it a night. I'm just gonna go home. It's getting weird. I'm gonna, just gonna gonna go home to my partner and just you know have a nice cuddle in bed. You guys have it out. <laughs> yeah, respect to him and the workers. Respect the real hero of the Bone Wars, <laughs> because there was no winner. There, like you know, who won? They both lost. They both had ruined reputations. Lost a shit ton of money because they're spending all this money bribing people and doing all this stuff. Yeah, their goal seemed to be more focused on destroying the other person's career more so than advancing the field of paleontology.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and to so- think they were friends once, you know, it's sad. Mm-hmm. They could have resolved things. They could have became like a duo. You know, the philanthropy duo.
0: It just shows the. The ego I guess I mean you get a lot of that in the arts arts, Which thankfully I see is getting So much better But like a lot of jealousy you know mm. Oh yeah, yeah Where it's like you know if you just Support each other
1: Yeah and be yeah. happy When someone else does good
0: Yeah uh, So their rivalry was generally Kept within the scientific Community and
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, But that kind of changed in the 18 in 1884 when the congress they had started an investigation into the new uh into the u.s geological like survey society thing uh which march which marsh had been appointed the head of a few years ago basically to find out like is it worth us giving money into this thing cope sought out employees to testify against marsh because he was apparently not a very easy person to work for so again paid and went out of his way to find people to you know say bad stuff about them yeah here's what i think is the funniest thing that i have heard about all of this cope also oh yeah and cope told the journalists all about all the stuff that was happening in the wild west with and with you know the bribing all all that stuff the dynamite yeah but what cope did which is just i think one of the pettiest things i've ever heard ever and in a way (laughs) You know when something leans into something so hard, like, Cope and Marsh leaned into hating each other so much, I'm kind of like, in a proper, it's kind of fun to have a rival kind of way, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. They're enjoying the, you know, the battle between the two of them, like, if they were to just not, you know, cut off ties from one another and just say, like, we don't get along, let's just not talk to each other or get involved in each other's lives, like, they actually enjoyed the
0: the battle. I've hated a lot of people not a lot I dislike you heard it here first everyone (laughs) I've disliked I dislike a a lot of people but I have very rarely hated people but I would love if I hated someone just as much as they hated me and it kind of just became this thing and then it'd become a love story
1: and we'd fall in love but who knows who knows I'm just getting into my own fantasies I mean (laughs) give us the list give us the list of the liars the cheaters (laughs) No, so, no, but listen to this. That was a golden what? cleric reference if you don't know what I was talking about. Oh, I, I didn't. I didn't. For the head. <laughs> <edge>. Oh, yes. It <laughs> only you know, goes on for hours. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, so, what Cope did is, as well, to this journalist, he presented a journal that he had been keeping for about 20 years. And the journal was just solely dedicated to every mistake. That Marsh had ever made
1: (laughs) for twenty years. He was doing this. Holy moly! Like,
0: imagine that. Imagine, like, you're an act. You're an actor, okay? So there was an actor that you just really didn't like, and for twenty years you had a notebook, and it was just like they did this role where they acted really badly. They forgot their lines in this scene. They did this, and
1: (laughs) oh my dedication! I can barely keep up a diary. This yeah, is. <laughs> this is like a burn book. Yeah,
0: wow. yeah, definitely it was a burn, a burn book. So he presented this, and the New York Herald printed a sensational series titled "The Bone Wars," talking all about what was going on. So that was in the public eye, and um, obviously Marsh, you know, did a rebuttal in the same newspaper, saying like, "Well, Cope also bribes." and did all this terrible stuff to, here's to, my diary <laughs> to me too and you know what else coke did well this one time he he put the head of a on the tail he's still oh. bringing that up
1: we can't forget that he even <laughs> put the sketch into the newspaper
0: <laughs> still bringing it up yeah so a constant media back and forth was going back between the two of them the scientific community was not really happy about this they're like lads we're we're trying to advance science
1: (laughs) yeah yeah we're not trying to like sell magazines
0: (laughs) yeah so marsh was asked to resign his lucrative position in the geological survey scientific journals including the one that cope had actually bought and owned refused to publish their work (laughs) no way which you know is bad if the paper that you bought is like, I'm sorry, like, I have to. We can't, can't do yeah. this anymore. Yeah, that's really bad. You're just slandering each other, like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, on top of this, not only were they kind of, their attitude wasn't really good and, like, their focus, but their work was very rushed because they they basically wanted to try and outdo the other person, which meant that they weren't taking their time to, you know, describe these dinosaurs or to make these claims so they a lot of their work was really just rushed and just i think cope in particular was writing papers at an alarming rate by his career he wrote he was writing like uh when his his great he wrote like over a thousand i think it was like 1400 papers during his career which is insane which is another mm. reason why i think his journal was like man you're you're writing like 25 things a month we can't keep publishing that it's just a
1: yeah, and like maybe this stuff wasn't even that good. Like the quality was, you know, getting worse and worse. Yeah, so a- scribbling down bits on paper by the end of it.
0: Yeah, like lots of telegrams. Um, I was saying they like lost a lot of money be- for trying to destroy each other. Marsh had to take out a mortgage on his home. Uh, Cope
1: had to sell off many of his personal fossil collections. Oh my god! He should get on to his uncle again with all the money. <laughs>
0: Yeah. It took me it took me a while to like find out if they had ma- married because I'm that's one thing I'm always interested in whenever I hear about anything. I'm like, but what was their family life like? Yeah. And incidentally, there's never any information. Like I assumed for ages that neither of them had married, and um, but that didn't seem true to me because I'm like, Oh, they did marry. I found out through some digging. Um
1: okay. some digging.
0: Well, Wikipedia says they got married. But I couldn't find any other sources that talked about their family life. I can't imagine either of them were good fathers or good husbands. No, no. Between them, Cope and Marsh claimed to have described over 130 different types of dinosaurs. This number kind of varies between like 130, 180, but a shit ton of dinosaurs. Yeah. Including such classics as Triceratops, Diplodocus, and Stegosaurus. Woohoo, the OGs oh geez when they started their work there had only been 18 dinosaur species that were known to North America okay okay that's really cool yeah so although their rivalry you know they did a lot of sloppy work it did help really advance and boost the field of paleontology because Mm -hmm. when they started it wasn't really it was a very new thing Yale didn't even have a department for it yet Mm -hmm. they also they weren't just finding dinosaurs dinosaurs was just what they were like focused on they're also finding, you know, fossils of other animals and other animal species from different periods of time. Mm-hmm. Marsh is one of the first scientists to suggest that whole bird dinosaur theory. Oh yeah. So they did a they did a lot. The Bone Wars led to a rise in popularity of dinosaurs with the general public because people didn't really care about dinosaurs before this. Yeah,
1: and it's- now there's a feud in the newspapers, so it's gonna you know bring people in. They're like, oh, you know, controversy. What did you guys work you also, as? Yeah, it
0: was also very shortly after this or around this time that museums were a thing. So people for the first time could actually go to a museum and see these dinosaur bones.
1: Cool. And kind of see what they would have looked like. Were you into dinosaurs as a kid? Was I into dinosaurs? I can't say I was, but at the same time, whenever we did go to like uh, the museum in town on a school trip... I remember it being, like, the coolest thing ever. Like, whether you were interested in them or not, you know, like, just bones of animals and stuff. Like, it was really, really interesting to look at and find out about it.
0: Yeah, the Natural History Museum was very cool. Kind of creepy revisiting it as an adult, (laughs) but as a child, you're like,
1: wow. Yeah, everything's so big, and you're just like, yeah, you're in awe of everything.
0: I was never that into dinosaurs either i feel like it's one of those things that some kids are just real
1: into because it is pretty cool if you yeah, my niece Belle was really into it when she was like four and um, there was these dinosaur books that my dad kept buying for her in centra and it was just yeah a nice little short story about a dinosaur but you got a free dinosaur toy with it and mm. he literally would buy her one every week and by the end of it like she knew all the dinosaur names All the, you know, little uh, traits of each dinosaur. And, you know, sadly, she hasn't kept up with it. But she is really interested in animals and bird watching. And now her brother, Ollie. uh, This is, yeah, my niece and nephew. uh, Her brother, Ollie, has all the dinosaurs. So hopefully he will follow in her dinosaur footsteps.
0: Yeah, my nephew is also really into dinosaurs. Um, I think he knows more about dinosaurs than i do i think that you know that's what i think researching this i was like man i wish i knew more about dinosaurs yeah. i gave him a tour of my uh, animal crossing museum and he was recognizing all the names and um we looked at we looked at one and this is now so he's not as into dinosaurs but he still has all the knowledge of when he was super into dinosaurs
1: yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oh, kids could put you to shame these days. <laughs> like the yeah. random facts that they can just absorb. You're just like, I don't like know. there's yeah. no
0: such thing as a pterodactyl.
1: No such thing. Mm-mm.
0: Pterodactyl. It's a pterosaur. Pterodactyl is different things. This is like one thing that we're discovering a lot. A lot to these guys' work. So they did a lot to help paleontology, bringing it into the main public sphere, but you know, a lot of their work wasn't right. You know, they did do a lot to bring it together, but as I said before, it was very sloppily put together yeah. a lot of the time. And also, I mean, I think they could have done a better job if they had worked together or if they'd taken their time more. Mm-hmm. But also is this period of the time. They're finding mistakes from other dinosaur finds. Yeah. It's not just these guys. Like the pterodactyl pterosaur thing. I don't think that was these guys. At least I had heard about that before. Um, so I'm presuming that would have come up in my research of these guys in particular if it was related to them. Mm-hmm. So it was stuff that was, yeah. Yeah. Um, so as I said before, they had discovered described between the two of them a hun- like 130 types of dinosaurs. But now only 32 of them are considered valid today. Okay. <laughs> this was mainly to do with the fact that They just wanted to name as many dinosaurs as possible to just get there first. So a lot of dinosaurs that had already been named, they were naming as different dinosaurs. They were just sloppily doing stuff, counting incomplete skeletons as whole, and then counting and then essentially putting bones together of animals that didn't belong, being like, this is this is a thing. (laughs) Best example of this, and one that is still up for debate even to this day, is the apatosaurus. So, in 1877, in a rush to describe a new creature, Marsh, lacking a complete skeleton, gave it a head of a different dinosaur completely, a Camarasaurus, and just called it an Apatosaurus. Uh, And this was a large, large dinosaur. Two years later, he received a fuller, larger Apatosaurus skeleton and called this one a completely different dinosaur a brontosaurus mm-hmm. you heard of brontosaurus
1: i feel like i have yeah
0: yeah they're in they're in all the classic dinosaur movies to this day these are the kind of dinosaurs that you see like the diplodocus um brontosaurus is the one with the the really long neck the really big herbivore with the long neck mm-hmm. it's in jurassic park yeah the brontosaurus
1: And what was that cartoon dinosaur movie that we all loved as kids? The Land land Before Time. time.
0: You mean the movie that broke every child?
1: (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. That and E.T. broke me.
0: (laughs) Yes, it is. It's a brontosaurus in The Land Before Time.
1: (gasps) Oh, wow. I'm just looking at the guys now. (laughs) Rotten Tomatoes, 70%. (laughs) <laughs>
0: A friend of mine who is crazy into dinosaurs... I was going to have her on on this podcast... Sarah McKenna Dunn... She was in my Houdini podcast episode... Mm-hmm. She's mad into dinosaurs... And her mom worked as an animator... On that movie... On The Land Before Time... What? Because so an Irish animation studio... Yeah...
1: No way... That's amazing...
0: She'll tell her and be like... Well... You know there's no such thing as Brontosaurus... <laughs> or is there? So... In 1903... After both Cope and Marsh had passed away... A paleontologist, Elmer Riggs, which is such a paleontologist name. You never hear of anyone called Elmer anymore. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's so paleontology of him. So he
0: studied the bones and found that a bron- the brontosaurus and the apatosaurus were basically the same thing. The thinking was the brontosaurus is a more adult version of the apatosaurus that was found.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And also that... You know, one had a wrong head, being like, you know, this is a third dinosaur completely. This doesn't even belong-, <laughs> belong here. So by naming rights when this kind of thing happens, the first name is the one you go by. So the scientific community had said that, right, there's no such thing as a brontosaurus. These are apatosauruses. Mm-hmm. But it was the early 1900s. Museums still had them on display. And some museums even had ones that had the wrong head even still. Oh, no. And... So this is a mistake that would just go on for to affect dinosaurs. Like, the Land Before Time, as we know, that had a brontosaurus in it. But in the, when that was created, the scientific community was like, there is no brontosaurus. This creature doesn't exist. <gasps> By the 90s, it was kind of, these mistakes were kind of more roughly fixed. But this is still to be deb- debated because in 2015 as recently as that there had some paleontologists do a big study of all the different species and concluded that there were enough differences for them to be different species Mm. but this is still up to debate and still technically there is no brontosaurus but a lot of paleontologists are saying there is a brontosaurus so that's a that's
1: a mystery so they've different like physical features they think like enough to make them separate Dinosaurs. Yeah.
0: So, kind of like in the same genome, but like a separate species. But who knows? Maybe if Marsh and Cope had not been such bitter rivals, they would have done this work properly and we wouldn't have this
1: conundrum at all. We wouldn't be talking about this right now. Wow. History is amazing.
0: (laughs) Some would say absurd. (laughs) I don't want to lose the name Brontosaurus, though. Apatosaurus means deceptive lizard. But Brontosaurus means noble thunder lizard, which is cool. Yeah, we
1: way prefer that.
0: <laughs> yeah. But by naming rights, it's Apatosaurus. I would say there's no Brontosaurus. Sorry, lads. Um, get all your Brontosaurus toys and old Brontosaurus. Dig through all of uh, Belle's old dinosaur stuff. Yeah. If there's anything to do with a Brontosaurus, just rip it up, throw it I'm away. I'm going to
1: ask her about that. I might see what side she's on first before ripping it up mm. and throwing it away. And they're plastic, so I feel like I would need to melt them, maybe.
0: <laughs> There's also debates about the Triceratops, if that exists as we know okay. it. Um, a lot of the dinosaurs we think we know are, are wrong. Pterosaurs aren't actually dinosaurs. That's a big what one. What are they? They're pterosaurs. Oh, Okay. So a different thing altogether. There are such a thing as flying dinosaurs, but they're not pterosaurs. It's a whole, my nephew explains it really yeah. well. He's, he was he was six at the time when he explained it to me well, but um, <laughs> he's seven now and I might like, just give him a ring and be like, here,
1: listen, my head's a bit I mean, messed. You honestly, me. you should have had him on this podcast. <laughs> are those those things that kind of like bat wings almost? I think yeah. I have a few of those like plastic toys in my shed. Yeah, well, you
0: got to call them pterosaurs.
1: Yeah. Or different types.
0: they There's different types of pterosaurs. Mm-hmm. So what people do is they call all of them pterodactyls and thought pterodactyl is a type of dinosaur. When in reality, pterodactyl is built up of a combination of different bones and never really existed. And there's different creatures that are different types of pterosaurs. And it's a whole a whole paleontology head wreck. Oh,
1: goodness. I really I don't I need really to know. watch a documentary on it. I read a book.
0: on <laughs> am <laughs> Yeah. There's a lot of books on this, um, which I did not read. I tried to. I mean, I listened to
1: interviews with the person who wrote the book. Oh, amazing. The books. Look, Does the, that count the library as, is out is of your 5K. It's, you know, it's not in your control.
0: The library is actually in my 5K. Yeah,
1: I thought it's you were going to say that, but I was going to say, it, you know. Too.
0: They're closed, though. They are closed. Yeah, they are. Yeah. So it took Cope dying for the rivalry to end wow but even even on his deathbed oh no he wasn't he still wanted one last challenge so do you know what one of his like last wishes were
1: what
0: he was like okay when i die donate my body to science keep my skull and my brain and when marsh dies weigh both our brains (gasps) to see who has the bigger brain what Oh, my God. So even, like, this man's dying and he's like, make sure that you get my brain and you weigh it. Because he was part of a uh like, this group that believes that brain size directly correlated with intelligence. Yeah. It was also used to, you know, justify horrible racism. Like, white man is the superior race because the size of the skull and the brain is... That kind of thinking yeah marsh died two years later of pneumonia and he never accepted the challenge
1: the brains were not measured so it's up to you that was my next question which yeah. brain was heavier he didn't give in to that no no you think he was like <laughs> i think my family just kind of want yeah <laughs> it's fair meanwhile
0: cope's skull can still be found at pen at the Penn museum Ooh. It went on a weird little wandering trip apparently. It was missing for a while. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's brought out sometimes for classes. <laughs> oh
1: my god.
0: But yeah, even today there's so many fossils and so much, like I told you, Cope wrote so much stuff that paleontologists and scientists today are still finding fossils that they found during their time, are still
1: working their way through their work. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So all those pages, they were worth something. All those scribbles. Yeah. So yeah, that's everything I have on the, the Bone Wars. What, Woohoo! What do you think? Yeah, I can't wait to tell people about it. I'm sure I'll, you know, remember random facts. And <laughs> Here's one thing that really makes me sad
0: is that there was meant to be a movie, a, sl- a slapstick comedy based on this no way in 2013 but it got cancelled because the guy that they the actor they got to play marsh passed away when it was starting to be in development Um, but listen to this cast i don't want them to make the movie now because the original pairing that they had was just too perfect yeah so for cope the actor that they had got for cope steve carell
1: no how good would he have
0: been as cope like imagining
1: so good oh my god i'm excited to hear who's playing marsh
0: well, yeah, I mean, Steve Carell didn't pass away, unfortunately. Uh, James Gadolfi. Oh, Do you know yeah, him? Yeah, yeah. Tony Soprano.
1: Yeah, there you go. Oh, Genie Mac. Yeah, I don't want them to make it. That would have been way exactly. too different. <laughs> and it was going to be like a big slapstick comedy
0: called The Boneheads. <gasps> no way. I, I think the two of them would have done a really good job. Yeah. They would have been very funny. They're different enough, but they think I think they both could have done that aggressive.
1: Yeah. With the kind of Laurel and Hardy touch about it,
0: exactly. And you can imagine, you can imagine the the comedic dynamite scenes of blowing up fossils. And yeah, they probably would have hyped it up a good bit for the movie
1: as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I can see The Lonely Island doing a song about that. <laughs> you know, philanthropists don't walk away from explosions. <laughs> paleontologists, paleontologists, yes. <laughs> I'm sure philanthropists do as well. Yeah. I'm sure they don't, yeah, who knows
0: Yeah. So whose side are you on?
1: Hmm I don't know, the brain weighing Thing, I find It's a bit petty, isn't <laughs> it's it? Quite, yeah, that kind of pushed me over to Marsh's side Yeah, I'm gonna go with Marsh
0: Now technically, you know If we're going straight by who found The most well-known dinosaurs today You know, it was Marsh who did find The Triceratops, the Stegosaurus <laughs> Mm-hmm you know, yeah, and Cope did do that silly thing, putting the head.
1: <laughs> of, I mean, we're not
0: going to forget that. It was Marsh who who did a lot of the opening shots, I think. So, yeah. but I think they're both as bad as each other. Yeah, definitely. I think really, if they had worked together, mm-hmm. you know, good stuff, good stuff might have been made. Yeah. So that's the
1: that's the today's moral lesson. Woohoo! Is work together work together and please don't use dynamite and the weight of please your brain don't. doesn't show how smart you are
0: the weight of your brain doesn't show how smart you are work
1: together and don't blow up priceless fossils <laughs> yeah don't they could be worth something on animal crossing especially yeah
0: and um, and also um when you've completed the museum, any any section of the museum. Maybe fossils aren't your thing. Maybe you're more of a fish kind of person. Mm-hmm. The point being, if you complete even one section of the
1: Animal Crossing Museum, it's time to stop playing Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to put it down. Once you are to down. Tom Nukes, boss, then yeah. It's time to close it. Yeah.
0: Once you paid off all your more you know what? You got your time from it. Move on. And um, play something a bit more exciting.
1: <laughs> and yeah, that's the episode. Laura, do you have anything you want to to plug? Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Laura O'Leary. There's no funny characters in it; just Laura O'Leary. Um, I put up just you and <laughs> just me had the guts to put up a comedy sketch last week, and I've got some people telling me to do it more. So, um, yeah, follow me there, and I might put up another one.
0: You should. Laura's very, very funny. Thank you, Sersha's. She's so one of the you? funniest gals
1: I know. Oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blushing. You can't tell by my low she quality is. webcam.
0: <laughs> and as always, I have been Saoirse Sinead. You can find me at Saoirse Ball on Twitter. I am trying really hard to also make that my name on Instagram although tell me I can't even though there is no Sir Shabal on Instagram so I don't know why it's not letting me no so if you work for Instagram please sort that out for me and uh, this is Britain brought to you and produced through my theatre company Scream for Ireland so if you want to give that a like on all the various socials there's some really big stuff planned once we can do stuff again thank you so much for, for learning about a petty science thing Laura thank you so much for coming on you were you were great Thank you, you very feel much inspired future. to learn more about dinosaurs?
1: <laughs> 100%. I'm typing dinosaurs into Netflix as we speak. Uh, wonderful. <laughs> Just the land before time might make you cry too much. So. Yeah, it's a good one, yeah.